Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. So uh, we continue bi-ithnillahi ta'ala with um, uh, the second uh, portion of today's lesson and that is the explanation of the Kitab of Tahara, the chapter pertaining to purification from Umdat um, al-Ahkam. From Umdat al-Ahkam. And uh, last week we uh, we studied together the Bab al-Siwak, the chapter as it pertained to using the Siwak, uh, the Hadith of Abi Huraira. And now we're going to deal with the second Hadith in that chapter, uh, and that is the the Hadith of Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu. And Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu anhu qal, kana nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha qami min al-layl yashur sufahu bil-Siwak. In uh, Hudayfa radiyallahu anhuma, Hudayfa ibn Yaman radiyallahu anhuma, the companion of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who was a companion, and his father was a companion as well. He embraced Islam, and his father also embraced Islam uh, radiyallahu anhuma. And he said that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that uh, when he used to get up at night, that he used to clean his mouth with the siwak. He used to clean his mouth with a siwak. And in this hadith, many benefits can be extrapolated. We deal with the first point of this hadith, and that is the tarjama and the biography of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, his biography. His name is Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman ibn Jabir al-Absi. Ibn Jabir. Al-Absi radiyallahu anhuma. He embraced Islam, him, him and his father embraced Islam. And they fought in the battle of Uhud and Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu was known to be one who narrated many narrations in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam especially gave him information as it relates to uh, the the names of the munafiqeen, the those who are the hypocrites, the see the names of the munafiqeen, the hypocrites, and also he uh, a lot of the narrations pertaining to the end of time and the signs of the end of time and so forth are mentioned in many narrations by Hudayfa radiyallahu an. He died uh, radiyallahu taala anhu in the year thirty. Six. He died in the year 36, Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman ibn Jabir al-Absi radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Anhuma. Point number two, and that is the topic of this hadith. The topic of this hadith is Riyana Hukm Siwaki in the Al-Qiyam min al And that is um, the title that we can give to this narration is the ruling of using the Siwak when one wakes up. The ruling of using siwak and that uh, when one wakes up and that is that is encouraged that one when one wakes up uh, from sleep that they should use their siwak based upon and, and clean their teeth based upon this hadith of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wasallam and from the wordings of this hadith yashusu yashusu that he cleans and uh, scrubs and cleans his mouth effectively that he cleans his mouth effectively. 
sallallahu alayhi wasallam which shows you the importance of uh, the siwak in that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam would cleanse his mouth when he wakes up <coughs> sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the night after this we go into the conclusive benefits that we can take from this hadith the first benefit that we can take is the legislation of using the siwak when one um, uh, wakes up and also being efficient in doing that because we have the verb here yashusu and the yashusu has this connotation that he would effectively rigorously scrub his uh, his teeth sallallahu and do it properly and effectively and this uh, hadith shows the importance of this especially for the one that wants to pray based upon last week's hadith of Abu Huraira so we have last week's hadith where the messenger sallallahu alaihi salah if i didn't fear for hardship for my ummah i would make them use the siwak at every prayer so at every prayer we have the hadith of Abu Huraira radiyallahu ta'ala and now we have in the hadith of Hudayfa radiyallahu an when he would wake up so therefore the emphasis is there clear for all to see that if the person wakes up from night and wants to pray it's double emphasis especially for the one who wants to pray that one should effectively scrub and clean their teeth with the miswak benefit number two and that is that from this we can extrapolate that at the subwalk in the taghayyuri ra'ihatil fam and that is that um uh it's important to generally um uh, uh, clean one's teeth with the siwak in order to take away any uh, odor or stale taste or what have you so yes this is qiyas this is an analogy based upon when the prophet sallallahu did this when he woke up but what we can take from that is the importance of changing the taste of the mouth if it's uh has some type of um a smell or a taste one should pick up the miswak it could be any time during the day and use the miswak to cleanse their their teeth in order to refresh their mouth in order to refresh their mouth point number three or benefit number three it shows the deen of islam the perfect nature of the deen of islam in that it, it emphasizes cleanliness the deen of islam the legislation and the rules pertaining to cleanliness is emphasized in this hadith and as we have studied in previous narrations in various aspects and angles it's emphasizing the deen of islam cleanliness is indeed an important aspect of the deen of islam and it's showed here in this hadith and point number four and point number four or benefit number four is connected to what we studied uh, last week and that is that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam clearly when he would that he would which means rigorously clean his mouth therefore this incorporates his teeth his gums and his tongue his teeth, his gums and his tongue because if this rigorous action of, of using the miswipe no doubt that the gums will be reached and the teeth and no doubt the tongue as well if one effectively cleans their mouth Fahu. the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to do that miswak yashusu fahu his mouth not just his teeth his mouth which incorporates all his gums incorporates his gums sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
teeth and tongue. And this is how we, Barakallahu Fikum, should cleanse our mouth with the miswak now. Showing the importance of using the miswak. And likewise, we deal with the second hadith today, after this hadith of Hudayfa. And this is an amazing hadith, <coughs> the third hadith of the chapter of As-Siwak. It's hadith on Aisha, radiyallahu ta'ala anha. قالت دخل عبد الرحمن بن أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنهما على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنا مسندته ومسندته إلى صدري وما عبد الرحمن سواك رطب يستدن به فأبده رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بصره فأخذت السواك فقضمته ونقضته وطيبته ثم دفعته إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم فاستن به فما رأيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم استن استنانا أحسن منه فما عدا أن فرغ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رفع يده أو أصبعه ثم قال في الرفيق الأعلى ثلاثا ثم قضى وكانت تقول مات بين حقنتي وذاقنتي وفي اللفظ فرأيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رأيته ينظر إليه يعني إلى السواك فعرفت أنه يحب السواك فقلت أخذه لك فأشار برأسي النعم هذا لفظ البخاري والمسلم مسلم نحو and that is the hadith of Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها pertaining to the last uh, uh, seconds or minutes or moments of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم when he died and um, she said that um, Abdurrahman ibn Abi Bakr al-Siddiq, who was the brother of Aisha radiallahu anha, so he was a companion, and he entered upon the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, whilst uh, uh, the Messenger was being supported by the chest of Aisha radiallahu anha, as he was dying, he was weak, and Abdurrahman, her brother had a siwak, ratab. He had a siwak that is ratab that was soft and green, fresh. Soft, fresh and green. Ratab meaning it was soft, fresh and green, the, the miswak. It wasn't hard. And he was using the miswak. Abdurrahman ibn Abi Bakr, her brother was using his miswak. فَأَبَدَّهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمْ بَصَرَهُ أَبَدَّهُ from Abadan. It means that he وسلم, was prolonging his, uh, his looking at Abdurrahman using the miswak in a prolonged look. So he was looking at it eagerly. So Aisha ta'ala anha, she noticed that. So she took the miswak from her brother and then she chewed the miswak okay split the miswak so it was easy to use softened it further then she gave it to the prophet and even at his on his deathbed he had the strength to use the miswak to use the miswak and to emphasize this Aisha 
she said, I have not seen the messenger use the miswak better than I saw him use it at that moment, at his death. So in showing the importance of using the miswak and how he, the state that the messenger wanted to be in at his death, showing the, the beauty and the importance of using the miswak, even, even at his death, وسلم, he was using the miswak effectively. And she said that she had not seen him use the miswak better than he had, he had done that moment. And just as he had finished using the miswak, وسلم, he raised his hand, yadhu, he raised his hand or his finger, the narrator was not sure whether it was, his, it was a narrator from the Isnad, wasn't sure whether it was the hand of the messenger وسلم, or his finger. And he said, and the Messenger وسلم, he said, asking Allah, let me be with the highest company or companions. And he said this three times and then he died. وسلم, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, died. And Aisha anha, she used to say that he وسلم, died between her chin and her chest. And he was resting between her chin and her chest um, uh, when. Uh, when uh, he died, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and in another word, in regarding the the miswak specifically, and um, it said that um, uh, she said Aisha radiyallahu that she noticed the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam looking at the miswak that Abdurrahman was using. So I know, and I knew that he loved the miswak. So then she asked. The Messenger وسلم, this is a more detailed narration. She asked the Messenger وسلم, Shall I get that miswak for you? And he couldn't speak at that point due to the pain and the pangs of death وسلم, and his illness that he was in. So he made an ishara, he signaled with his head, nodding his head to affirm, Yes, bring the miswak. And then uh, she gave him the miswak and he used it sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is an amazing hadith and uh, saraha, with every um, clarity that I can give you this narration we can have 50 benefits that we can take from this narration but because of time inshallah we deal with 10 benefits inshallah we deal with 10 benefits that we can take from this amazing hadith and if Allah gives us tawfiq uh, we'll do more. As it relates to the method of uh, our lessons, we deal with uh, point number one, which is the biography of the narrator or the persons mentioned in the in the hadith. We have Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, Umm al-Mu'mineen. We've done her tarjama in uh, the hadith of Tayammun, uh, and uh, we don't need to repeat her narration or her biography here. But her brothers mentioned Abdurrahman ibn Abi Bakr. And he's the brother, maternal and paternal brother of Aisha radiallahu ta'anhuma. And he, became, he embraced Islam. He embraced Islam before the conquest of Mecca. Before the conquest of Mecca. And some uh, historians have mentioned that he actually embraced Islam uh, on the day of con the conquest of Mecca. And he was indeed a righteous companion of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa as all of them were. And he died in the year 58 
after the migration of the Messenger وسلم, from Mecca to Medina. Title, the title that we can give to this hadith. <coughs> the title that we can give to this hadith is Bayanu Hukmi Siwaki Kulli Wakti. And this is Jiddin uh, important. And that is that it clarifies the ruling of using the siwak at every point, at every time. And why? Because the Messenger وسلم, he used it at the time of his death. So he shows here this title we can say is the clarification of using the siwak at every time. And the second portion of the title we can say is the ruling of using the siwak that somebody else has used. The ruling of using the siwak that somebody else has used. After this we're going to try and mention and, and study together some uh, benefits, general benefits that we can take from this amazing hadith of the Messenger وسلم, this major occurrence. The first benefit is Muhabbatun Nabi siwak. And that is the immense love that the Messenger وسلم, he had for the siwak in that at the time of death this is what he wanted to do and that was to use the siwak وسلم, which obviously shows then the importance of using the siwak for his ummah that we should hold this as something that is an act that is indeed noble and indeed important point number two and that is the legislation of using the siwak at every time every time so my question to my beloved brothers and sisters if we were to look at this hadith as you can see in front of you how can we establish from this hadith the permissibility of using the uh, the miswak at every time if we look at this narration and I can see that inshallah and I uh, assume that my beloved brothers and sisters will say that the Messenger وسلم, he used it at his death. So it shows the permissibility of using it at even such a time as uh, one uh, dying. So therefore it should be used in any other times. Minbabil Aula is more so than permissible to use at other times. But also in this narration you find that it's used when the, even when visiting the sick is used when visiting the sick, is used when visiting the scholars, is used when visiting your teacher. Because Abu, uh, the son of Abu Bakr, Abdurrahman, he came to visit the Messenger وسلم, he was visiting the sick, and the Messenger وسلم, was sick, but yet he was still using the miswak at that time. And on that note as well, he is from the students of the Messenger وسلم, so it even shows that if one is, as a student of knowledge, is visiting their teacher, it is permissible to use the miswak in front of them. As Abu, Bak, uh, Abu Bakr's son here, Abdurrahman, he used the miswak in front of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and likewise, therefore, the student of knowledge can do the same. So, at any single point, an individual can use the miswak now. Point number three, and that is um, the permissibility of using the miswak that somebody else has used if you do not fear any harm that will come from it and this is permissible as it was done by the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
as he sallallahu alayhi wasallam used the miswak of Abdurrahman ibn Abi Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhuma he used his miswak so this shows that it's permissible to use the miswak of others point number 4 and that is the accepting of someone's ishara someone's indications or indicating with their head to be an answer in that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam when aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha asked the messenger if he would like the miswak and he nodded to say yes so this shows that when somebody nods as it relates to an answer if that nod is understood or that ishara or that indication is understood it's accepted it is accepted as an answer point number 5 shows the strength of the heart of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam in that even during the pains of death where there was pain in the mouth of the hasarat messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned that indeed that uh, uh, you know in death there is there is pain in death there is pain and uh, he sallallahu alaihi wasallam even in this state he wanted to follow the way of using the siwak and also he made the dua which shows the strength of his heart sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam point number 6 is ithbat ulullah and that is again from the aqidah of ahlu sunnah that allah is above and this is established in this hadith in that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he pointed with his finger or narrator said he pointed he, he indicated with his hand making a dua above asking allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and this is in a time of he's uh, going through the pains of death but he raised his hand to make that dua above to prove that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above and that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is high subhanahu wa ta'ala benefit number 7 in this is the virtue of aisha um almu'minin radiyallahu ta'ala anha and how she was with the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam the good treatment that she gave the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam the compassion that she showed the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam during no doubt him being alive up until even his death sallallahu alaihi wasallam so it's the virtue of aisha that he died in her abode in her home on her day radiyallahu ta'ala anha which shows the virtue of aisha umul mu'minin benefit number 8 and that's connected to benefit number 7 and that is in this hadith shows how the wife should be with the husband in servicing and aiding and helping the husband and Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha she showed this in this hadith in that she noticed paying attention to that which the husband likes so she noticed that her husband rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he liked the miswak so she endeavored to try and get that for him asking him if he wanted it he didn't even need to say anything she noticed by him staring and the miswak so she knew that he loved it so she was ready there to give him that which he he loved sallallahu alaihi wasallam so she looked 
she asked her brother for the miswak and gave it to him sallallahu alayhi wasallam shows the khidmat al-zawja li zawjiha the care and and the service that the wife does for her husband point number 9 and that is that in this hadith clearly it shows that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a man and not a deity to be worshipped that he is a man yamut or yamrad or yamut that he is a man sallallahu alayhi wasallam he fell sick and he died so it's a refutation against those who worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam we do not worship Muhammad none of the prophets none of the creation should be worshipped not Jesus not Ibrahim not Moses not Ishaq, not Ismail not Noah none of the prophets, no creation no matter how noble they are and there's none more noble than the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he died and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he fell sick and no doubt, the father of the two companions that are mentioned in this hadith, it is worth mentioning what he said at the death of the Messenger When he said, "Man kana ya'budu Muhammadan fa inna Muhammadan qad mat, wa man kana ya'budu Allaha fa inna Allaha hayyun la yamut." When the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he died, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu an, he said, "Whoever worshipped Muhammad, then Muhammad has indeed died." And whoever worships Allah, then Allah Taala is indeed alive and does not die. So in this hadith, my dear beloved brothers and sisters, is proof that he وسلم, is human man. He fell sick and he died. And no doubt that which it necessitates is that he is not to be worshipped. That the one that is to be worshipped is the all hearing or seeing ever living Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala benefit number 10 that can be taken from this hadith is the permissibility of using a miswak that is soft it's not a, a necessity that the miswak has to be hard because they believe that brushing with the miswak that is hard will clean it better here in this hadith it shows the permissibility of using the miswak that is rutub, that miswak that is green, that is soft. And not only was it green and soft, but Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she put the miswak in her mouth, again showing the service and the care that she had for the Messenger And she softened it, split it, make, made it even softer. And gave it to the Messenger وسلم, and he used it without any type of correction to Aisha or correction as it relates to the specific miswak that is rutub, that is soft and green. So it shows the permissibility of using uh, a miswak that is soft. It doesn't have to be hard or firm or what have you, but rather it has to be a miswak. And this uh, shows uh, the wisdom of. Um, of uh, this hadith that's taken from this hadith and the benefits that we can take from this hadith are many but I do not want to burden my uh, beloved brothers and sisters with my speech so with this we conclude this amazing narration of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Aisha 
ta'anha pertaining to the death of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his, uh, his uh, emphasis on using the miswak and again using it effectively even at this point of his death sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us fiqh in this religion understanding in uh, this deen and to implement that which we uh, study and do not take it lightly it's an important affair this affair of the siwak so if we don't have one we should look for one and if we have one we should use it frequently we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq to be from those who implement this hadith or these narrations and all the narrations of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam that we have studied ameen hadha wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin